Is it smart to go zero running back in 2021 fantasy football? What is zero running back? There are kind of different definitions floating out there. A lot of people define the term different or the strategy different. Let's break down all the different ways of thinking about zero running back strategy and whether it's smart or not. The fantasy football show begins now. This is the fantasy football show with your host, Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Let's let's first start out by defining zero running back in general. Most people, when they say zero running back, they mean no running backs are being drafted until the fourth or fifth round. But a lot of people use zero running back in a way when they describe a team build where they're not taking a running back with either of their first two uh, picks. And that that's not really traditional zero running back approach, but let's attack it from all different levels so that we we definitely cover our bases with, with the this style of drafting or anything related to the style of zero running back. So let's just start off by saying, if you go zero running back with your first two draft selections, but then you consider running back, running back at uh, rounds three and four, what what is what does that look like to you if you do it from the 12 pick versus the 3 pick or the 5 pick well it's pretty easy to say that if you do this from a pick like 1 2 or 3 or even 4 overall you really are putting yourself in a position where you're not maximizing draft value you almost can't do zero running back with a top pick in the first round it's just not smart football it's not smart fantasy football management you should trade down if that's your your idea or apply this strategy in a different draft where you have like a sub eight you know pick or eight to twelve pick um, it, it the where where it works most uh, most is in that 10 9 11 12 overall range because the running backs there you know they drop off and then you're, you're dealing with wide receivers that could ultimately finish as the number one fantasy football wide receiver this this season at that 8, 10, 11, 12. Um, everyone from A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Ridley, uh, Justin Jefferson, all these guys could ultimately potentially be the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. The running backs you're taking at 12 and 11 and 10 and 14, they're not going to likely be the number one running back. There's just a, a big like drop-off in a different tier than with the running backs than there are with the wide receiver. So let's make that clear. That's why it's fun to contemplate going wide receiver, wide receiver with a 12 and 13 back-to-back bookend picks, or if you have 11 and 14, because you're getting premium top five wide receiver talent, and, and, and it doesn't feel good to grab a running back like Aaron Jones, in my opinion, at 12 or 13, because in my opinion, you're getting a guy that feels outside the top five or top four. He can be a top five guy in spots, but with the injury risk, with the fact that you know he is getting older, like it's hard to bank on top five running back numbers. Aaron Jones is a guy you want to draft like kind of in the second round in hopes that you get top five to seven running back numbers, and he he can definitely do that. But you're you're just it's not a bad Aaron Jones is not a bad 
running back if you do want to go running back in the in the 11 or 10 to 14 range. He isn't a bad one. Um, personally, I would contemplate going uh, Najee Harris at like 14 to 24. I, I was kind of on the, he's a great, you know, 3.1, 2.10, 2.11 pick, and that's where you want to target him. But the running backs are so thin this year in that second round. They're really good up top, one through four, from from CMC down through Kamara, Cook, and Barkley. They're solid. Some people love Henry. I'm straying away from Henry uh, at, at the five, six, seven, eight overall range because of the 2,000-yard the season and the, the toll that takes on the body mixed with his 303 carries in 2019 and his 400 plus carries, including playoff carries in 2020. Workload over overworked. That guy is so overworked. It worries me. So I, I'm all about wide receiver, wide receiver in that 10 to 15 range, 10 to 18 range. The problem is, I'm going to be honest, when I've tried going wide receiver, wide receiver from the 12 pick or the 11 pick, and I've done dozens and dozens of drafts with this approach, at least 40% of the time, which is not a comfortable number, 40% of the time I walk out not loving my team. It's okay. I'm definitely at least middle of the pack, but I'm not walking out like I do most drafts saying, damn, crushed it, love it. You know, and I love my drafts a lot. <laughs> and I think we all do. But but I actually walk out of the draft saying, mm, I'm, I don't know, I, I, I did okay. But I'm not scared of my team when I'm looking at it like I, I would be if I was drafted from the one spot and I got Christian McCaffrey. And then I got, you know, uh, Najee Harris and DK Metcalf. Or I got Christian McCaffrey, DK Metcalf, and Calvin Ridley. Or Justin Jefferson with DK and Christian McCaffrey. Like, that one pick is just so unfair. It's such an advantage. You get the one pick, it's pretty hard to screw that up. So when you get the 12 pick, you got to really knock things out of the park in order to compete with a team that was gifted the back-to-back 24 and 25 picks with the the 1.1 and Christian McCaffrey. Even the two pick, the three pick, you're walking out pretty strong with your team. And that 12 and 13 picks are back-to-back. You are getting, in theory, a better second player with your 13 overall being your second player versus the 1.1 owner getting that, that late second rounder. But the late second round is just as good as play, the players at that 20 to 24 range are just as good and capable as players everywhere from number six overall down. And that's why ultimately my, my, my advice, I'm changing my podcast. My advice, if you have a, a sub or a pick from six to 12, you look to trade it into the second round, which is normally not what I recommend. For 19 years, I usually I'm always a trade up guy. Get get multiple guns, land your sleepers, fill your holes with the sleepers, and boom, you've got this team end of a season that's just unfair. But this year, it's so deep at, at wide receiver. There are so many wide receivers in the second round that I love just as much as the number six overall pick in fantasy football. That my objective, I think, moving forward, if I can trade in these leagues is trade anything that isn't top five down into the second round, get some other amazingly good move-ups that help me make a second trade 
to move those picks or other picks into the second round. I want I want four second rounders. You know, you get one originally, you move your first rounder down uh, to the second round and then move up another places. You got to move up significant. You don't just give away that that number six or seven overall pick. You got to get a significant big time move up or two, you know, down in rounds three and four or something in order to give that move down from the first round to the, to the second. Because you, you, just because you like the pick as much, you got to get fair market value. So you trade your first rounder into the second so you can get a DK Metcalf to compete with whatever player you were going to take at six, like Tyreek Hill or Adams. I love DK just as much. A.J. Brown just as much. Ridley just as much. Justin Jefferson quietly just as much. Give me that player in a massive move up that I can then flip again and turn into another second rounder. So now I have three. And then I'll go get another second rounder with one more move using my fourth and fifth round or whatever the hell I got to move. And now I've got four second rounders. Now I've got DK, Ridley, uh, Gibson, Justin Jefferson. Like that excites me. That kind of building excites the hell out of me. I love that approach. And I know we're, we're talking about wide receiver, wide receiver. But hey, I got three wide receivers right there with my four picks. And, and I, you know, we're not even talking dynasty. We start talking dynasty. And then all of a sudden, Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith with Ridley and A.J. Brown and, and D.K. Metcalf and, and C.D. Lamb. Like all these guys, you consume two or three of these guys in a dynasty startup. And man, you are set up at wide receiver for over a decade. Which you can't say about running backs in dynasty because running backs have a three to four year shelf life if you're lucky. So that's why wide receiver, wide receiver is so appealing to me, especially in dynasty and redraft. Still appealing to me, especially from that 12 and 13 bookend spots or, you know, the 11. But it is hard to land. You have to land Clyde Edwards-Alaire and, and Montgomery or uh, ETN and CEH or getting, you know, another undervalued running back that, that may land like Let's just use Clyde again. Clyde or pick which whichever running back you like most so this theory makes sense. It's not so much about the players because if we have different valuations on like Clyde, you're going to think the, the strategy sucks. So whether you like Monty or Clyde or Kareem Hunt or whatever, insert that player as your running back one. You know, your, your low-end running back one because you went, remember, you went DK and A.J. Brown at 12 and 13 or whatever. So you got DK and A.J. Brown. You've got the running back that makes the most sense for you that, that equals what I consider to be Clyde. And then, hell, maybe maybe Mike Davis, who's destroying the internet right now with the recent photo of how ripped the dude is. But Mike Davis would be an amazing running back, too, in a situation like that where you're building your running back, too, very, very late. You land a Herbert or a Josh Allen or a Kyler at quarterback. You're all of a sudden building a really good team. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, uh, Mike Davis, Justin Herbert. I like that build. From the 12-13 spot, that's good. Going zero wide receiver has to be done in the right context. You have to go with the flow. You have to abort your wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, or whatever version of zero running back you are deploying. You have to be able to 
abort that if flow of draft dictates that you should be aborting it. Now, I guess, you know, this kind of covered all of it. Um, even if we were, were to apply this to a wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver approach, it really is, there's not much more to add because if you have the four or five pick, you probably should be trading down if you're doing it. Um, and, and, and ultimately you can't do it from, uh, you know, one, two, three or four or five overall pick. So really it's just, does the wide receiver, wide receiver work from the 12, 11, 10, nine, eight ish range? Yes, it can, but can it fail you as well? It sure can. You need to know that there's risk involved and you need to accept and really truly know your own abilities as a fantasy football owner are you good at running back drafting late because if you're not this is not the approach for you but if you're great at landing the Mike Davises if you are the guy that picks up the James Robinsons if you're the guys uh the guy that that can evaluate a bounce back like Clyde Edwards Alaire and you see it and other people don't wide receiver wide receiver is probably your best friend don't forget to check me out at smitty1.com, which contains all my content all in one place. My most recent YouTube show, all my social handles, my sleeperu.com, news site, everything, smitty1.com. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty!